All right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Goodman. Martha. Hey, Martha, how are you doing? I'm good, Frank. How are you? I'm doing fine. Martha, this is our very first episode of season five. That's amazing. It is. It is amazing. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all of the episodes that we are going to have this year. And I hope that our fans continue to follow us and provide us with feedback and and whatever means that they possibly find necessary. I hope the same, Frank. And I think that we're going to have an exciting fifth year. Because yeah. there's so much going on that we have to talk about mm-hmm. and so many topics we haven't covered. Right. And what I would like to do today, mm-hmm. you know, you and I, we're always impromptu. Yep. We, we take it the way God gives it to us and we say, this has inspired us. And a yep. lot of times you kind of follow my lead and then because you're so quick on your feet, you get a chance to provide your insight and your experiences. That's true. I try. Now, last night, you and I got a chance to talk a little bit. We didn't determine what we were going to talk about, but we did end the conversation laughing about an old spiritual. And we (laughs) we were talking about the song that we used to sing, I Got Shoes. And when I got shoes, you got shoes, all of God's well, children got true. shoes. When that's I get true. to heaven, I'm going to put on my shoes and walk all over God's heaven. And yep. we used to sing that song all the time. I thought that I could master that song. <laughs> you know, <laughs> never really thinking about it. But after having the conversation with you, I always think about the resilience of, of our people what they went through, how they had to live, what they endured. And to think that they were so, they had so much fortitude because though they were being forced to live a certain way and to accept things that were so demeaning, they were showing how smart they were because they could sing a song. Just like old school, they could sing a song that would tell a story. That's right. And that's why we love old school so much. Our generation Amen. of old school because it was talking about life. It was talking about the civil rights movement when that period talked about how you deal with love, how you deal with breakups, mm-hmm. how you deal with makeups. But that song had to do with the fact that our ancestors didn't have shoes. True. And they weren't supposed to even see themselves as individuals and human beings who would have a heaven to go to. That's true. But they're singing a song in defiance that's saying, I've got shoes, you've got shoes, all of God's children have shoes, and when I get to heaven, I'm going to put on my shoes and walk all over God's heaven. That's defiance. It is. It's hopeful. Yeah. You know, 
they didn't have any shortage of hope. Right. What they had shortage of was help. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We persevere. You know, it's like my sister used to tell me, when you got lemons, make lemonade. Mm-hmm. And at first, when I first heard that, I was like, well, what if I don't like lemonade? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm being smart. Mm-hmm. But I got the message from her. Because what she's saying, you can take what you have and make something from it. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Because everything that we do starts from an idea. Right. And that idea, if we work at it, and we think about it and put it together, we can make something happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what our ancestor did. That's what old school, I think, old school school thinks of that and really projects that. Mm -hmm. Because they had so little, but they were able to do so much with so little. Mm -hmm. And I marvel how they made meals for large families when they only had two or three dollars. But they were able to put together a healthy meal and no one went to bed hungry most of the time. Now, there were times that everything was short and everybody did go to bed hungry. Mm -hmm. But I think the resilience that you said, the perseverance, pushed them to do better so that their children and grandchildren wouldn't have to go through what they went through. But we were creative. We were creative in everything we did. Even if we received skates, and we've talked about this before, but even if you received a bought toy, you would eventually, after the, the newness wear off of it, you would make something else out of that toy. That's right. You would make go-karts out of the skates that you just received for Christmas. Yep. You you just kept the skates long enough for to lose the skate key. Yep. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> cuz you had to have the skate key to, to tighten that to have, the tighten that, that key to tighten it up. Yeah, to tighten that clamp up, right? But as soon as you lose <laughs> that gate key, that that skate key, you would <laughs> disassemble that skate anyway and That's start true. nailing it to slabs of wood mm-hmm. and make a go-kart out of it. Yep. It never those skates never remained a pair of skates. They be, they became true. a go kart. And then if you got Frank, if you got somebody's old shopping cart, and you got two wheels off that and mm-hmm. two wheels off somebody else's shopping cart, you you had a racing car. You had a racing car. <laughs> if you had a bottle with a a rope, you can make <laughs> you can stream that rope until that 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 hair that rope becomes hair. And you would dress up that bottle. That bottle will become some kind of doll. It became a person. <laughs> it became a doll. You know? So we, we always had creativity. We always had a means of taking something and allowing our imagination to become a reality. And I do that today. I yes. watch you do it with your art. Yes. Most of our guests and our listeners do not know that you are an artist, but you do it with your art. 
you take what is in your mind and that imagination and you transfer it over to paper. Yes, I do. Or to canvas. I don't know the right. Right, the proper terms. Canvas. It's canvas. But yep. we we do that. And I even deal with that even when I deal with my children, with my son mm-hmm. or whatever, I create something to say, I'm gonna put it out there. I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we did it. We we put yeah. it out there and we did it. Our ancestors put it out there and they did it. But today we procrastinate. We hold back. Well, in a way, it does. But you can see it also at working today. Because Mm -hmm. when I look at the gymnastic teams, Mm -hmm. black kids today, African-American kids today, Mm -hmm. dominate the sports industry. That's right. We are turning out gymnasts. Mm -hmm. We are turning out track stars. You know, we're turning out swimmers. Quarterbacks. Who would have thought? Tennis. And, you know, it makes you think, is this why they had to keep us unknowing for so long? Mm-hmm. Because they, they knew everything that they did that we got our hands on, we improved. We could make it better. But if you take that and you take that level of knowledge that they had, just the, Mm -hmm. and you know, Jim and the Greek revealed Mm -hmm. the honesty. Yes, he did. This young Italian woman in the, in the gymnastics world is expressing that in her, in her ways of thinking. And she's talking Mm -hmm. about Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. You know, she's saying Simone is being judged on a different scale because she's a, an African-American woman. We, we've we heard these comments yep. over and over and over again. Now we get a chance to see it in football. You know, the yes. quarterbacks are become, becoming African-Americans more yes. and more. When yes. they were not allowed to be the, the brains of the team, they were only allowed to be the runners, the blockers, yes. the kickers. But mm-hmm. now they're becoming quarterbacks. Right. Because the thinking was that they didn't have the mental capacity. Right. Which we've proven to them that we do. Right. And they've been wrong. I think they knew all along we did have it. But they were not allowing us to excel. It's an amazing thing to watch. The potential that we have. And we're not given, if the true opportunities were there, what would our potential truly be? If true equality was there, and we have the same facilities and training as everyone else, Mm -hmm. what would our full potential show? Mm -hmm. I have the hopes that it will show that we can do better. I am so proud of our young people mm-hmm. because they give me hope. And sometimes I think we don't look at the positives as much as we should. We look at the negatives and the focus on the negatives detracts from what we're, the positives could be. And I think people 
who are older need to step up and admit that we did well and it's time for them to do well. But with and they've every, got our support. But with every assessment, you have to measure your strengths and weaknesses. That's true. So we have to we have to assess the negative as well. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to say that we have backslid in so yep. many ways. A yep. lot of the things that our ancestors, whom we consider to be less educated, they accomplished more in a lot of areas. Especially yes, when you do. look at the fact that they handed over air, acres of land yes. for farming and everything else, and now farmers have lost more land than ever before. So you had people who were less educated that was that were giving you more land. You have ancestors who were less educated that were leaving that are leaving you with houses. And you are selling those houses at a lower cost to go and buy a television <laughs> or to go buy your favorite car. Now you have the car and you don't have a place to live. Well, you'll would, be living in that car. Yeah, you know, but what I'm saying is is that you, I think you're spot on. You know, we are doing some great things. These young people, they're they're learning how to make things happen within that That's world right. of technology. That's right. But then we also have that group, not only just young people. I think our generation, I think older people are, 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 call it, are falling short too. You you mentioned something last week when we were talking about it, and I can't remember exactly how you said it, but it had to do with that our generation was overprotective. Yes. The, and so kind of explain if you can recall what I'm talking about. That. Yeah, I think, you know, actually it came from my niece, mm-hmm. the one who encouraged us to do the research on ancestry. Right. We were having a conversation and we were talking about where things fell apart. Mm -hmm. And she said to me very plainly, she said, I think that you accomplished a lot, but you were afraid that we would be hurt if we uh, went out and did things on our own. And so you protected us. Mm -hmm. But in protecting us, you didn't really teach us how to be as productive as you. You sheltered us, and I thought about it, and I said, you know, she's right. You know, you go and you pave the way, and you become the first to do something. Mm -hmm. And then you say, well, be careful when you do this. I don't want you to get hurt, and I don't want you to go out there and risk anything. So I want you to just enjoy the fruits of what I did. Mm -hmm. The part of growth is that they have to learn the ropes themselves. You have to learn how to navigate life. And if we keep our children sheltered, they don't have a realistic view of life. And she's right. And I I agree because what we knew about Africa, we understood that there was a test that both men and women had to go to as they were transitioning from, you know, childhood into adulthood. Yes. That were a, that was a test. But also as African Americans, that was a test. 
I can only speak for the boys. I know that my sisters had to go through that transition. There were some things that they had to that that they had to pass. Yeah. But boys actually had to pass the test of are you prepared to make a living for your family? Mm-hmm. Are you prepared to defend your family? Those right. are two things that you had to get across. You had to send a message to the community that I'm the king of this castle. Not from the mm-hmm. standpoint of demeaning anything about your wife. You had to pass that test. Right. But right. then at the same time, like you were saying, we were being so protective. We couldn't send our boys out to transition like that because they were then they would walk into a bullet. And we didn't right. want them to walk into that bullet. We right. weren't walking into a bullet. We can just we were walking into a fight. Right. And we had a chance to show our manhood and return home. Yep. But we were protecting our children because we were saying, we don't want you to run out there to that bullet. We don't want you to run out there into the drug scene. We were protecting Mm -hmm. them from those things. So they didn't get a chance to, to see that part of life that we, that we got a chance to see. That's true. Because what we did was we sheltered them from learning what life's ups and downs are about. Mm-hmm. You know, we sh- we shuttled them to school. We shuttled them to church. We shuttled them everywhere they needed to go. Mm. I didn't have anyone shuttle me. You had to navigate how to get from your house to school. Mm-hmm. I had to do the same. You know, I left the other day because my brother brought up something I hadn't thought about. I guess he was thinking, and he said, you know, when you were a kid, we lived in one borough, but the school that you went to was in another. And he said, how did you go? And I said, what do you mean, how did I go? I went on the train and the bus. You know, and he had this puzzled look, and he said, you actually, he said, but you were just a kid. I said, yeah, at nine years old, I knew how to go, how to go from my house to school in another borough. Hmm. You know, I didn't think about it. I just knew I had to go to school. And I knew my mother worked and she couldn't take me. So she instructed me, when you get on the train, you sit where the conductor is. Because you know the conductor will look out for you. We've, we've not allowed our children to navigate. There's a whole generation that never navigated life. And they're raising protective children, too. And now they're in shock because the world is being ugly again, and they don't understand it. Martha, this this has taken on something for this first episode. Sure it did. From what I opened with, where we are, and, mm-hmm. and of course we're running to that period where we're running short on time. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I definitely wanted us to reach the point where we had another conversation where we talked about language. Right. How language, how our ancestors spoke, how our parents spoke, and how they understood syllables. But I, at this point, I'm mean, going to say, let's put that off. Let's and, talk about that next time. Right. And so let's get ready to close out on this session. And I'm going to ask you to close it out, being that this is our first episode. Uh, Frank, I want to thank you, first of all, 
You are the genius behind this whole podcast. And I thank you for inviting me to it. I appreciate it. But having said that, we're going to tell our listeners, keep listening, keep giving us your feedback, keep letting us know what you want to hear, because your message to us is important and we're listening. And we're going to say to everyone, we love you. We love you. And we're always going to close with, be good. Be good.